0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Oh, Jack, Jack O'Hara. Boy, asking me some
1: interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Ryder. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara, absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey, Jack. Jackie, hey,
2: what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh, listen, man, you know, you, you you asked me a couple questions.
1: Live and broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show. In the show and uh, doing your thing. I mean, you've got
2: some pr- pretty big name guests. I've seen your, your stuff, so congratulations on your success.
0: Jack O'Hara. Much nicer guy than Conan O'Brien with much better interviewing skills.
1: Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. I am so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh dude, she's totally gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, what? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said... TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. <laughs> We'll
0: What's cooking, everybody? Welcome back to the O Show podcast. We are presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money. Mayweather himself formulated with the perfect combination of boxing, strength, and cardio conditioning intervals designed to make you look good, feel good, and leave you with more than just a great sweat. Head on down to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale. We're also sponsored by betonline.ag. You can sign up for that. 50% 50% bonus by using the promo code capital B L E A V 50 for that 50% bonus at betonline.ag we are also presented by Eat Clean Phoenix now Arizona's number one meal delivery service free delivery Sunday through Tuesday and you can make your order by calling 602-573-7643 again that number is 602-573-7643 Taylor Thompson, how are we today?
2: Amazing, how are you?
0: I'm fantastic. We met at the uh, Grant Cardone. What was it, his 10X event that he was hosting? Oh, no, he opened up his new headquarters. Yes, Like Grand literally Elfing. like two minutes that way.
2: Yeah, it's insane.
0: Why, why were you at that event? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why I was at that event, just to network with the business minds alike. I mean, if Grant yeah. Cardone is going to send me an email and says I can come for free, why not, right?
2: Exactly. Chance to
0: dress up, wear my suit.
2: Yeah. So I actually snuck in. I didn't even know. Did you really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> they gave they looked at my like ticket or like acceptance. They're like, okay, you you're not like a multimillionaire. You shouldn't be here, but we'll let <laughs> you in. That's I feel funny. like there were a lot of people there like that though.
2: Yeah, yeah. Me and another guy definitely snuck in. It was a lot of fun. I, I went for the association though. I love to just get around winners like minded
0: individuals. Absolutely. Yeah. Preaching to the choir here. We're all <laughs> like that. Those are the people you should it. be surrounding yourself with. People yeah. that want to make you better, right?
2: Exactly. The law of association.
0: I mean, there were some people, I don't know, like the types of people you and your friend were interacting with throughout the day. Because like, if anybody hasn't been there yet, it's a phenomenal facility. Yeah. It's right? so beautiful. Like, we got the tour upstairs of just like the, the podcast studio that they have up there, everything that they got going on, the conference rooms, the whole nine, really. Yeah. But like just some of the people, like there was BK Bereko who owned, um, it was like FEMA Guys really? worth, or he was worth well over hundred million dollars. So was telling me that his um, neighbor across the street, center fielder for the New York Yankees, Aaron Hicks. I grew up a huge <laughs> Yankee fan. Immediately enticed in that conversation, but like I knew, like I'm sitting around like all of these people that, you know, they could pay my rent for the next thirty years and it wouldn't put a dent. <laughs> in their finances at all. Like, I yeah. should not be in this room right now.
2: <laughs> that's how I felt Did as well. Did you feel
0: like having any of those conversations with those people?
2: I had a lot of really amazing conversations. I was talking to a lot of people about solar yeah. and trying to, you know, network with them yes, and see how absolutely. I can work out those deals.
0: That, I mean, that's why I was here. I'm trying to sell this place as well. Like, come to the studio, get yeah. business for, for Dave and everything that he's got going on here. Uh, I mean, it's so, I want to say addicting at times once you get into it. It's like you said, you probably weren't like insanely attracted to the work at first, but like you get addicted to the entrepreneurial side, especially when you have a goal in mind. It's like like we were talking before, like you want to be financially free so you can travel the world and do whatever it is that you want to do. Exactly. So what, because we were talking about 10 different countries that you visited. What are those 10 countries? Because I've been to one.
2: One. (laughs) I've been to uh, Paris, Amsterdam, Mexico, Costa Rica, Singapore, where else? Iceland. It's hard to keep track w- Would you sometimes. live
0: in any of these places?
2: Oh, I would definitely live in Bali. Bali is really? so beautiful. Oh, my goodness.
0: Isn't Bali, like, insanely cheap?
2: Bali is a touristy area. So for Indonesia, it's expensive, but it's yeah. still cheap. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, like, just like a one-way flight, I think I was looking at like 34 bucks or something like last year a few of my buddies wanted to go for like a weekend but then covid got in the way of it yeah but it was just like oh like the american dollar very very cheap to uh to at least visit
2: yeah you can literally fly between like little cities for like nothing it's insane and you can stay right on the beach in like japara indonesia for like ten dollars it's really crazy yeah
0: so what kind of hooked your interest into solar? Because, again, it caught Robin off guard that you sold solar when she came in. She thought you were a model. But she says that for every single guest I bring in here of the so feminine sweet. species.
2: I actually I had no interest in solar panels. I had no interest in anything other than door knocking. I just know a lot really? of... Yeah. I know a lot of very successful people who have that experience, just knocking doors, doing those cold calls. So that was the reason that I wanted to do solar is just for the cold, hard experience of getting rejection. I was like, how much rejection can I get in one month? <laughs> that was I my goal. I
0: love that because you, <laughs> you have do. to go through that, right? In yeah. any walk of life, you got to be smacked in the face. You got to fall. You got to fail.
2: Yeah. Build and You, some you grit. actually loved it. I love it every day. I'm like, oh, you slammed the door in my face? Like, I'll go sell your neighbor. <laughs> really? Yeah.
0: And you, you've you had a few of those where you've had to interact with the same person multiple times?
2: Not too many yet, but I do plan to kind of, it's called marrying your neighborhood where you, you sell one deal and then you go back and sell the neighbors. So it's really fun to name drop and talk to people over and over again. And I accidentally knock their door and be like, what was our conversation? Oh, wait, but actually, and then still try to sell them. <laughs>
0: That's actually yeah. better than them remembering and, like, hiding. It's yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm that type of guy where it's, like, if I don't notice someone at the door, I'm, like, immediately, like, get on the ground. You know, I'm not answering the door.
2: <laughs> That's how I am, too. If anyone knocked on, like, my apartment door, I would probably, like, go hide.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is very, very difficult, I feel like, at least starting out. Because you, you said you sold two in your first week or two yes. weeks? Yes.
2: I was working, um, so technically it was three weeks, but I was only working three days a week. So it was... I count it as like two weeks because I currently work Monday through Saturday. Um, But yeah, and I as soon as like my first deal closed, I got a call. I literally was going to the office and then going back to my job. And my boss called me and he's like, oh, you just had a deal closed. And then I walked into my work and someone called and was like, oh, are you guys hiring? And I was like, yes, we are.
0: (laughs) Hard work meets opportunity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where in Washington did you grow up?
2: I grew up in Vancouver, Washington, Vancouver, right across Washington. the bridge from Portland, Oregon.
0: Really? That close?
2: Yeah. It's like a 35-minute drive.
0: I got a buddy in Redding, California. That's like right under Oregon, I think. Yes. Right under Portland, somewhere in that area. Something like I've that. I've never <laughs> heard of it. I remember the first time I met him, I'm like, I'm from Redding. I'm like, you're going to have to help me out a little bit more there, buddy. <laughs> so what kind of, it was your dad, who was an entrepreneur, sold mm-hmm. fr- still sells furniture? Yes. Same, same business, same model, everything?
2: Yeah, so he started it when he was 17 as a clothing no and wait. records business, just right in downtown um, Vancouver. And then in the 80s, he had his dad actually made him a waterbed really? for his store so he could sell like a waterbed. And then from there, he just started networking and getting connections. And now he uh, imports from Indonesia, Malaysia, Vietnam, China. And he has like so many different factories. He has connections with all the manufacturers in the U.S. and all the uh, warehouses and everything. What's it
0: called? Just to give it a cheap plug for a second.
2: It's actually my necklace is our logo. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's called America the Beautiful Dreamer and also Born International, because he also does wholesale.
0: That's a fantastic name for a business.
2: Thank you. It used to be America Clothing and Records and then started selling waterbeds. So that's where the Beautiful Dreamer came into play.
0: And you always appreciated the fact that your dad was around as opposed to, like, someone working yeah. nine to five, even, like, literally, like, a hundred hours a week, like, never there. Like, like I like his lifestyle. I Like, his lifestyle. Like if you're financially free, you're able to do whatever it is you want. Like, obviously, like, some people believe money's the root of all evil, but if mm-hmm. you know what you're doing with it, it's, like, you can only help people. Yeah. Like, if you help yourself, you're helping more, you have the opportunity to help more people down the line. As a kid, what were some of, like, your hobbies? Because, like, like, you said, you didn't have, like, a dream, per se, growing up. Yeah. So what did you do?
2: I, as a kid, I was very, like, entrepreneurial from a very young age. I was always trying to sell this and sell that and figure out ways to, like, kind of work my parents into, like, buying me things so I could go to school and sell them. And it was always just a really good time. But I think back to the money thing, yeah, like, money is just an inflation of character. If you have bad character, you're going to do bad things with, with money, so...
0: Did you see any of those types of experiences growing up? Like, you didn't have it in your family, but did you know anybody with money that just didn't know what to do with it?
2: Oh, yeah. I actually, I had a really kind of bad image of money and success because the neighborhood that I grew up in, like, even though my family is, like, in my opinion, amazing, I saw so much, like, damage in other families. Like, this one family that was very wealthy, like, think all of their kids have tried to commit suicide and now they're getting divorced and just all this like crazy stuff so definitely definitely I've seen that yeah
0: I mean that's difficult to deal with I mean you'll probably have to figure out that too if you ever wanted to start a family one day
2: yeah like raising them right. right yeah I think um a really big key difference is like growing up I didn't know that like my parents were well off you know like they never treated us that way they just like you know they raised us valuing money and not, you know, spoiled brats, so to what speak. What was,
0: like, the worst investment you ever made, even as, like, a kid?
2: The worst investment?
0: Money-wise. Money-wise. So you talk about them raising you, like, so, knowing how to use money correctly.
2: It's funny because I stole out of my dad's closet. I don't remember what it was, but some sort of coins. And I traded them on the bus with this guy for gold coins, Like, they were, like, pennies or something silly, but they were, like, worth, they were valuable to some degree. And I traded them for gold coins, like, the little dollar ones. I thought it was, like, the coolest thing. And, like, I got home and my dad was like, what? (laughs) You did what?
0: Probably an awful investment. Like, did he tell you how much those were worth?
2: No, now I want to ask him, though, because I never did. And I'm very curious. Was he
0: legitimately angry or was just, like, why would you do that?
2: I didn't know he was angry until, like, a few years later really? he mentioned it. But, he, yeah, no, my dad never showed, like, anger to me. So, so. he
0: never yelled at you as a kid?
2: No, never.
0: Oh, if that's he, nice.
2: Yeah, if he did, it was, like, very rare. And he'd, like, always apologize after.
0: Do you have siblings? I have three older brothers. Oh, my God. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> All of his yelling was...
2: At them. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's insane. How How older? Yeah. And were they very protective of you or... We're Do you guys all, have good relationships?
2: We're all two years apart, so twenty-one. It's honestly perfect. Yeah, yeah, it was, was. It planned. Yeah, my parents were on a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> my dad uh, spent when I was really little. He spent a lot of time in ca- in China. And so yeah, they had to be very strategic. <laughs>
0: it's actually really. My sister is 11 months younger than me, 11 and then my brother months. Wow. is about two and a half years younger than me. So we were kind of back to back to back.
2: Wow, yeah. But
0: two years apart—that's actually very strategic. That's that's really good. Very
2: strategic business businessman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have good relationships with your brothers? Are they cool?
2: Yeah, my one brother Connor, I adore him. He's actually inspired a lot of like my entrepreneurial stuff growing up. He was always like. Flipping just random stuff, flipping cars, um, selling everything he could on eBay. Like he'd find something around the house that no one was using. He'd be like, are you guys, do you guys want this? Or like, nah. And he'd just sell it on eBay.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. See, I'm still trying to figure out how to use money and make money.
2: Yeah. It's fun. Use money to make money. Use money to make money. It's fun. Like you can, um, I used to (laughs) go to PacSun and if you buy stuff online, like super cheap, like their clearance. You can return it in store for full price. So I would literally do that. And then I'd go to Sun back home in Vancouver. We had like a huge clearance section because right. it was like a, not a very like nice, mall like fashion square. So I'd get clothes for like $2 and then I'd sell them for like $15. So I'd spend like $5, turn it into 60 and then turn that into like however much else.
0: Gee, so this, this is more of a hobby for you starting out.
2: Yeah, I just really enjoy like, selling stuff. Do you guys stuff.
0: play sports or, like, go to the movies? Or?
2: <laughs> we grew up, we were a huge, like, soccer family, and then I did, like, cheerleading in high school. It's funny because my parents actually built a tennis court and then didn't put us in tennis lessons. At
0: all? At just all. Just for fun?
2: Yeah. They played tennis, but I'm like, don't you want your kids to do that also?
0: Nice thing to do in the morning. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's funny. That's really cool, though. Cheerleading is very competitive, I'm starting to realize.
2: Yeah, I just did like, all-star. Growing up,
0: I'm just like, cheerleader or whatever, you know? Like, if you want to get into cheerleading, that's fun. Go root for the football team, whatever. <laughs> but, like, there's so many different competitions. Yes. You have to be so athletic, too. Yeah, I
2: did all-star cheerleading, so it was, like, I did also in high school, like, sideline, but I did mostly competitive.
0: And was it very competitive? Like, did you guys, like, do, like, a ton of different tournaments and...
2: Oh yeah, it was insane. Like every weekend for f- competition season, and we'd have like crazy trainings. It was very insane. Any
0: state titles?
2: No. So with all-star competitive cheer, it's like nationals. Never made it that far, but it was it was a fun experience. And a lot of my coaches were like military guys, so they like would drill mindset and stuff like that as well.
0: So when did you move to Arizona? Because you grew up in Washington, said you didn't like it very much, or like you just had to get out.
2: Yeah. I moved here about a year and a few months ago.
0: Wow, so you spent the first 20-odd years of your life in Washington then. Yes. And what was the breaking point for you?
2: Actually, I had no intent to leave Washington. My goal when I was just started at my dad's company when I was 18 was I wanted to open furniture stores and then move to Paris. And then I ended up meeting a boy, and then... It's always a boy. <laughs> it's always a boy. He got me into multi-level marketing, and then our multi-level marketing group all decided to move out here. Really? Yes.
0: How, how long of a decision was that? Like How long was the process from, like, okay, I'm interested to I'm moving?
2: Um, he told me eight months before I moved, and I had never been to Scottsdale before.
0: Oh, so you had it planned out. Yes, a so little you knew, bit. You, you knew mostly what you were doing. Mostly. How, how long were you there, doing that?
2: Oh, the multi-level. Yeah. Um, I did it total for two years. About a year in Washington, but I didn't actively do it. I was just kind of around it because of the boys. Yeah. And then I actively built it for a year out here. Really. Yes. That's really. got to
0: take a lot of discipline starting out too. Big oh, move. Yeah. Totally something that you probably weren't comfortable with at first.
2: Not at all. I remember we would call them like contacts. You'd go out and you'd find, um, you know, people to share the opportunity with. I remember my first like contact, I went to Fashion Square and I asked this girl to be my friend (laughs) and that was like crazy for me. And then I actually ended up, um, I'm gonna expose myself here, but I ended up getting a job at Press Coffee so that I could network with people there and I'd get like three contacts a day, just like super low key.
0: What, just serving coffee or...
2: Yeah, I just talked to everyone Why that Why would that run. be
0: exposing yourself?
2: Because I was, like, building a multi-level marketing company out of the coffee shop.
0: <laughs> See, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. You had to do what you had to do, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's actually... A lot of the connections I made there have, like, been very amazing. Like, the guy that got me into the Grant Cardone event, I met him there. Oh, and, really? Yeah. <laughs> so it came full
0: circle. It was worth it.
2: Yeah, and then I met um, another guy who introduced me to like Arizona entrepreneurs and invited me to that event when I like first moved out here. Devin's a great guy. Devin's awesome. And then I ended up just like meeting a lot of other people and just have made a lot of great connections through building a multi-level marketing company because when you're just chatting with everyone, you find connections outside of like your agenda.
0: More people you know, the more you learn about people, the more you actually realize we're all alike, right?
2: Exactly. Because
0: it was like that Nick, Nick's podcast
1: the
0: yeah was it just just growing the podcast party which is a great idea on his part to have those parties because like not only are you there networking with people but it was a cool vibe like it didn't feel like very like business you could just show up and do it Zach and I went to one of those I don't know if he liked it too much yeah he 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 gave us the shoulder shrug. So I don't (laughs) think he liked it very much but I thought that was a great idea on his part I think that's where we saw each other for the first time.
2: I think it was I, the cause Grant Cardone Because I, I remember event.
0: the Cardone event, you came up to me, you like, I recognize you from somewhere. I'm like, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, you looked familiar. I couldn't quite, still can't it, quite it figure have been, out yeah. where.
0: It could have been that one. I don't know. I mean, we were both there, so that's what I'm going to assume. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now you're working with Buckwise on something, right?
2: Not currently working with him. Um, he just offered me an opportunity, but haven't taken him up on it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff. You went to uh Cancun, was it, this past week? Yes. How was that?
2: It was insane. It was such a good time. <laughs> yeah, basically, as you know, like 2 days before they were going. They've had this trip planned since summer and my boss um really just wanted me to go and Yeah. He's like, "Can you?" He's like, "Do you want to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to go." <laughs>
0: So what would you guys do specifically? It was just like you guys were just hanging for a week?
2: Um, It was an all-inclusive resort, so it was just drinking and playing gambling games, dice games, swimming, snorkeling, boating.
0: All the fun stuff, All the fun stuff,
2: just a party week for sure.
0: So what would you think if, because again, like you didn't really have a chance to really decide what you wanted to get into, like you just knew like, you know. Honestly, the more money I make, the more I'll be free to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Did you have any other sort of things that you'd, like, fall back on? Like, if this didn't work out and you couldn't find a job in this and all all hell broke loose, is there any other passions that you'd have?
2: No, I just want to make money and make money, make money. (laughs) I don't know why I'm wired that way. I've been that way since I was, like, five.
0: It's good, but you know what you're doing with it, which is the most important thing.
2: Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm... Wouldn't say I'm money motivated exactly. I don't really yeah. care about it, but I know that money equals choice, and choice and freedom is very expensive.
0: So beyond just traveling, like what else do you want to do? Like what's like your ten year, twenty year, thirty year plan? It's
2: a really what good question. Want? I
0: I try to ask at least one good question during every interview.
2: <laughs> I I don't really know. I mean, I just am so focused on right now in personal development and building leadership and foundational skills that I know that I'll do something amazing with it and what that is I think will naturally just happen I mean I just called my dad the other day and I was like why furniture why this why that yeah and he's like everything just fell into place everything just you know you you would just attract what's meant for you and so I mean I should have long-term goals and visions for my life But I also think that just being in the moment and letting life take you somewhere is also really cool because that's how I got to Arizona. That's how I started selling solar, and it's all going really well.
0: You honestly, like, don't even have much expectation that way. Like, if you, like, set a specific goal and it doesn't work out, you're kind of disappointed. Yeah. At the same time, kind of just living freely and loosely like that, you're able to just, like, find what's meant for you. Exactly. That's actually really cool.
2: Yeah, because when I was little, I mean when I was 12, I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to go to nursing school and I wanted to move to California and live like super like below my means and then like invest the money and I don't know, 12 year old me doesn't know after that but, (laughs) and then I found out that that's something I did not wanna do and then I had my whole like, oh I'm gonna open furniture stores and move to Paris and then you know life took me somewhere else and I'm so much happier now where I'm at. So I think if I just continue to let life take me where I'm meant to be, obviously with intentional living as well, I think that it'll all work out.
0: So what turned you onto nursing way back in the day?
2: I have no idea. I think it was brainwashing. You know, you go to school and they're like, what do you want to do? Pick a career, you know? Hmm. And then someone's like, Oh, you'd be a good nurse. Like, oh, you have a lot of heart. Like, oh, you'd be good at this. And then, you know, people are just telling you what they think that you'd be good at. And, you know, then you're like, oh, that's what I should do. And then as soon as I, when I was 16, I went to a, like, nursing school in high school. And, like, the first day I was like, wait a second. Like, I like to sell things. Like, why am I here? And so I definitely think that society brainwashes us into picking a career and picking something when it's not necessarily meant for you.
0: Yeah, because you are talking right before we came on that you didn't go to school because you initially thought it was a scam, which, like, I feel like 50% of the world thinks that way too. You just don't hear it ever. Yeah. Because it's like you can't promote that, right?
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Why did you feel that way? Like, when did you start feeling that way? Was it more just like having the entrepreneurial mindset right out of the gate? Like, you knew what was BS and what wasn't?
2: Yeah, I think as soon as I was in that nursing class, and realizing that I like to sell things and realizing like my dad didn't go to college, like my mom went to college and then my dad and my mom met back to back in an interview and my dad hired her and she opened 20 stores for him. So she never really used her degree and I think just being around that. um, Obviously school is very good for a lot of people. I am not saying that college is bad. I think that a lot of people it's the best option for them. but I also think that we should be more open-minded that it's not for everyone.
0: No. I, 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 Like I said before, I went to school with the intention just to get an experience as opposed yeah. to, like, learn something. Because, like, even in high school, it's like, am I really going to need any of this stuff? Like, no. learning about, like, all the presidents back in the day, like, what happened in 1350?
2: Yeah. When's
0: this ever going to come up?
2: <laughs> and in history, they teach us to memorize these names of and these things objects or whatever they teach us, I really didn't pay attention, Um, but they don't teach us, like, the bigger lesson and the bigger picture around history, and I think that's such, like, a loss, because I could name you, like, the, this colony or this or that, but it's, like, what happened there, we never learned, you know?
0: Right. Nobody ever truly knows today anyways. Yeah. Like, they've been dead for 500 years, you know? Yeah. Multiple centuries ago, that stuff happened, and it's, like... Did it, like, what's the proof? Yeah,
2: that's also true.
0: <laughs> right? I don't know. I, I, I'm always curious to learn more about that stuff, even on the religious side, like, when yeah. it comes to, like, people following the Bible. Like, I don't want to say it, but, you know, <laughs> like, there's a lot there, there's a lot you can believe, and there's a lot where you can say, like, did any of this really happen?
2: Yeah, and it's, there's so many religions, but they all believe in, you know, basically one or two of the same things.
0: Right? Like, everybody has their own separate beliefs, but it's like, but there's one, like, thing. There's one being. Right? Yeah. We should all, like, follow that, right? But there's so many different teachings. There's so many different beliefs. Yeah. It's just hard to keep up with.
2: So much out there.
0: What flavor bang is that? The Perfect Blue, segue to bang.
2: Blue Raz. They've
0: been changing up the, uh, the marketing scheme. Like, usually Blue Raz is, like, the getting black. It's because they Why?
2: Because all of the stuff that's, like, in it isn't actually in it, I guess. Like all the vitamins and stuff. Well, that
0: I knew already. But I don't actually
2: drink drink these typically. They just had them at the office. So I.
0: You like them? Are you going to be hooked?
2: All right. I I like Rainbow Unicorn.
0: I like uh, Miami Cola, which is basically Mm. Coca Cola with creatine. Yeah. Well, who, who knows if there's creatine in it now that. Who
2: knows? I don't think so.
0: I had one the other night at like 9 p.m. So I need to stay up and do stuff, and I was up till 4. I'm like, this is not good. You, yeah. you can't have that unless it's in the morning. Like that was 10, me 30, 11 last
2: night. I went to bed at 5 a.m. because I had, like, a coffee at 4. I'm like, why did I do that?
0: Oh, no, you can't do that. So what is uh, – do you plan on staying in Phoenix or Scottsdale or wherever you're staying for a long period of time, or are you just going to bounce around? Because, like, right now, like you said, you want to travel, but
2: – Yeah, I have a year lease right now, so – next February my lease is up I would like to go somewhere else I think either Florida or Texas I've always wanted to move to Texas where in Texas Uh, I don't even know I've never been there
0: (laughs) I keep wanting to travel to Austin just to check it out because they say that's like the number one city to live in in the world today or at least in the country I got family in Dallas Frisco my roommates from Houston Okay. um so Texas definitely Florida we're in Florida Florida's hit or miss.
2: Yeah, I don't know about Florida either. Just, I just want to. Never been? Um, I have been to Disney World, but that's it. Yeah. I just want to experience a new city. I mean, I came to Scottsdale having no idea what it was like at all. And I've learned so much about the city and met so many amazing people. And I just want to do that again somewhere else.
0: All right, because Scott's Scottsdale's got definitely like a mixed review. Like, just being here, I'm like, business is honestly great if you're putting in the work and putting in the hours and meeting people on a consistent basis. Or, like, on TV shows, it's like, oh, Scottsdale, Arizona is just, like, total scum, right? Yeah. Just, like, everybody, like, real housewives of Scottsdale. Not that they have that now, but, like, you get the vibe, right?
2: Absolutely. Or, like,
0: you get the same vibe in, like, Miami or uh, Los Angeles, honestly, right?
2: And I think that people are always going to talk smack about Every place, but I also think that you find what you're looking for. So if you move somewhere and you're looking for good, you'll find good. And I think that's true with anywhere you go.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Rock on, man. Rock on. I mean, I think the uh, it, it's such a, like a tough line. Like, do you remember like the instance as a young adult where you like realized like this is how life actually works, as opposed to like this is how I was told life works.
2: I don't know I don't I don't think I've experienced that yet I think I've always I mean I think I've always felt that way kind of from a young age like because my dad would always like drill into me like you know it's like a typical thing is like respect your elders like respect your teachers my dad would be like no that's bullshit (laughs) like you respect who respects you like just because they're your teacher doesn't mean you have to respect them so my dad's always raised me to be like an outside thinker and like you don't have to do this you don't have to do that like you can do whatever you want so I think that growing up I was always confused why other people were living a certain way like right like I was all my friends every single one of my friends was like going to college and I was like Everyone was talking to me like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, why are you guys going there? <laughs> like, that doesn't,
0: the, What's the reason? Because like, that's what society says?
2: Yeah, exactly. So mm. I think, yeah, I think that moment clicked for me. I think I never, my dad never like, had a, told me a certain way to live. So I think I always was just like a crazy child. <laughs> was there like
0: an experience above all other experiences to where you're like, no, you're wrong, but like the society looks at it? as like, no, this is what you have to do, whether like be in school growing up or like working at a coffee shop, like certain things that like you're supposed to do and certain behaviors that you're supposed to act. And like in that moment you knew, it's like, I know what I'm doing. Like I'll see you I, on the other side.
2: Yeah, I think when my friends started getting jobs, I was like, they spend all their money. Like I've never had a job and I have like money in my bank account. Yeah. And I, like, bought a car, like, I bought my car in cash when I was 18, and I had never had, like, an official, traditional job. Like, I was just selling stuff online, and I was, like, I would literally rant to my dad. I'd be, like, why do they do this? Why do they live like this? Yeah. It doesn't make
0: sense to me. <laughs> right. Because I'm trying to think, like, when I grew up, like, not that my parents, like, instilled that in me, or if they did, I just wasn't paying attention. So, yeah. like, I think back, like, like you said, you grew up with an entrepreneur, as the head of your household, who instilled that mindset into you at in, in an early age, where I was just kind of like, I watched a ton of baseball growing up. That was my passion. I figured yeah. out what I wanted to do at a young age. But I don't ever really remember, like, thinking, like, did my parents try to, like, raise me differently than other parents did? Because, like, I grew up, I went through school, went through high school, and around high school is when I realized, like, I don't need to learn any of this stuff. Like, I'm going to go to college to get my experience, as opposed to, like, just learn the curriculum. Yeah. Because... Some of, some of it is very good. Like, you build good relationships with some of your professors, and they do the best, you know, to the best of their ability to teach you what they know personally. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like if they're just throwing me this book that's been used the past two decades at this, at this you know, facility, like, I'm not, how do you buy into that? Yeah. So that's, that's very cool that you learned that type of mindset at a young age, because I don't think I did. I think I, think- I think I legitimately had to go through, like, certain pains and certain failures to yeah. kind of realize, like, I can do whatever the hell I want.
2: When did it click for you specifically? Honestly,
0: probably during COVID.
2: During COVID? Yeah. Really?
0: Because during, during COVID, like, I was locked in my house, had to go back home to Jersey and just, like, hang out and, like, yeah. figure out what's my next move going to be. Because I can't just sit here for the next 12 months and do nothing like there's some people that just like watch Netflix all day, Yeah. right? Like that, that's gonna make me worse. I'm not gonna feel great. Like I have to figure out what my next move is gonna be. That's kind of what launched this. Like I was two and a half, three years into this, doing it maybe once a week, putting okay. out episodes. But then I started, I got the chance to talk to like some of my heroes, right? Cause nobody Yay. was doing anything. Yeah. It's like, if you don't wanna talk to me, you don't have an excuse not to. So people were just like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. You know, getting to interview like Jordan Belford, a big business mind. No, London no, forward. no knowledge on sales whatsoever at that point. How did you pull point.
2: that off?
0: He was doing, a, he was solar, Suntuity, Suntuity Solar. Okay. Big business out in Jersey. He was supposed to do a seminar, turned into, into a webinar. Really? And I attended the webinar Got to ask him a few questions in that and just like, hey, I do this podcast, would love to have you on. He's like, yeah, sure, buddy. And then just, you know, like, (laughs) ranted about himself for about an hour, but like, it was worth it, you know? And that opened up some doors to other other publicists alike, which eventually got got me um, uh, to meeting Dave Pratt, who owns this place, which eventually got me the setup here with Robin. And then I got to bring Hank and Zach aboard. So like, I think that was definitely when it clicked for me. because again, I had more than enough time to figure it out, and I didn't want to yeah. be there too, right? Like I'm in my childhood bedroom for the next <laughs> six months before I go back to school. I don't know. And then senior year of college then came after that, and probably was one of the better years of my life, just having everything figured out, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm literally like I'm here to build relationships. I'm also here to think and do whatever it is I think I want to do. Because yeah. I know like your perspective is like one in a million. Where like everybody's perspective on life is like one in a million because there's only one version of you, right? Yeah. And that's not necessarily wrong, despite what society says.
2: Exactly. Which
0: is so hard to figure out for some people. So hard to at least take the chance on that for some people.
2: Yeah. So you say it clicked for you, like, during COVID. But before that, you obviously, like, had the ent- I had you know, the, mindset. I had
0: the foundation. It's just, like, things like, you know, there are certain barriers I had to break through. Yeah. And once I figured out, like, my opinions actually, like, it's not like they're wrong or right. It's just like maybe nobody's ever seen them before, right? Yeah.
2: Where did your entrepreneurial mindset come from?
0: Ooh, I don't know. Uh, I guess growing up like right outside Manhattan in New York City, it's go go go. Like yeah. we were, we were raised. You know, I don't want to say like tough, because we definitely like some things about me still aren't tough at all, <laughs> right? Um, I live with four girl roommates too, so really? it's like. I've probably softened up more so in the last 12 <laughs> months than at any point in my life, but... Probably. Uh, just growing up, I had New Yorkers and I had Bostonians to look after, or not, they looked after me, right? Yeah. So, like, we were raised, like, you know, fathers, uncles yelled at us when we did something <laughs> wrong, you know, like, we were toughened up at a young age to the point where it was like, I came here, and it's not really that way here, so I kind of... You know, was able to, because again, like I grew up watching baseball ton, immediately was hooked. I was like, I want to do play-by-play commentary because I know I'm not going to be good enough to play.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Played sports throughout high school, awful, you know, basically basically like a pinch runner throughout my entire high school experience, right? That's all I did. I was there for the camaraderie of the team, getting to hang out (laughs) with my friends and getting to go on trips and stuff. That was what was in it for me, but the I knew, like, looking back at it, I wish I had, like, reached out to my athletic director, but, like, I want to do, like, announcing for the high school because no one else was doing it, so, yeah. like, I kind of regret that. I wish I got into it a little bit earlier, but, yeah, by the time I got to college, I'm like, this is what I want to pursue, and then it kind of morphed into entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. You know, starting this, getting to a point where it's like, oh, I can monetize this and do it for a living and not just for a hobby, you know, like, I was kind of a late bloomer when it came to a lot of stuff on the monetization and sales and business side of things. But, yeah, I mean, I'm still learning.
2: That's awesome. I'm still learning every
0: day. This is a learning experience for me right now. Yeah. It's getting to pick your brain about certain stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely learning from you as well. Like what? (laughs) Like this? This is so cool.
0: (laughs) But what specifically have you learned from being here? That you you can turn a
2: podcast that you started doing once a week into this
0: You're listening, Zach? (laughs) You're listening? You're taking notes?
2: (laughs) Like, that's so cool. That's such an awesome accomplishment.
0: Thank you very much.
2: And, I mean, you're only going to take it so much further as well, and you're just going to continue to learn. As long as we
0: keep saying that, right? (laughs) Positive reinforcement.
2: Affirmations. My lock screen is all affirmations. Oh, that's cool. And my home screen.
0: Read off a few of those for me if you don't mind. Oh, I
2: would love to.
0: So I think that's very important, especially to wake up and like every time you click your phone open to see some of those.
2: Yeah. Here, let me clear my notifications. Why won't you let me? Um, I'm grateful for everything in my life because everything happens for me. I can do anything I put my mind to. I focus on progression every single day. I learn from all negative experiences and create change in my life from them. I sound, surround myself with positive association of people who want to see me win. Um, I am in control of my life. All of my results, positive or negative, are my responsibility. And everyone wants me on their team. Everyone. Everyone. Really? I mean, it's my affirmation. It's, it's what I'm programming. <laughs> yeah, it's what I'm programming my brain to believe.
0: Do you have, Did you have anybody specific in your life that you'd look at as a negative reinforcement? Not to put them on the spot, but, like, someone that you just look at like you love them, or maybe you hate them, I don't know. But, like, someone that you look at and, like, I just don't agree with the way that you live your life. It could be so much better for you. That kind of inspired you to go one way?
2: I think just being around all my friends who are going to college, kind of, like, I'm a little bit rebellious and a little bit, like, defiant. So, I'm like, if y'all are going there, like, I'm going this way, you know?
0: (laughs) is awesome right
2: (laughs) yes i think just growing up in a very like cookie cutter um like school district it was like and then my dad always talking into me it was like
0: so it's like home life like that was where it was set like you don't have to think or act a certain way if you don't want to but at the same time like society where you grew up was very cookie cutter very like
2: yes you grow so up you go to cutter. school
0: you graduate you get married you have kids you work nine to five you know yeah. very no small real passions
2: very small christian school i mean it wasn't like christian but everyone that went there is basically christian so it was like cookie cutter do no wrongs, small town country vibe and then i'd go home and my dad would be like yeah f that <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you learn besides from your dad, like, is there any other specific mentor that you've had that you've learned, like, a ton from in a positive way to where, like, the results have been astounding? Because, again, like, you've had your dad your entire life, but are there any other, like, big entrepreneurs that you've associated yourself with that you look at and be like, they think a little bit differently, but at the same time, like, they're not wrong?
2: I think I have a lot of awesome friends that we're always, like, bouncing mindset off of and i learned so much from a lot of different people i don't have one specific person but that's definitely something that i want to change i want to have more mentors in my life and more people to grow from and just i also want to have people who look up to me and people that i can um mentor as well because john c maxwell always says uh um, yeah. be a river not a reservoir
0: oh that's a good quote i love john c maxwell me just too. ordered his book which one uh, whatever the latest one was, I, I literally um, saw it off of like an Instagram sponsor. I'm like, click.
2: Is it, uh, everyone communicates yes. with you Connect?
0: Yes. Cause he, he did a, a, a seminar with, uh, one of my guys that I've been able to be mentored by, Ken yeah. Jocelyn, who's actually one of Grant Cardone's licensees too. Oh, wow. Cause they did a, an event in Atlanta a few weeks ago that I was trying to get out to. But, yeah, he's, he's, all of his books are really phenomenal.
2: They all are. What else have you read from him?
0: I don't know any of the titles, I'll be <laughs> honest. I literally just, like, take notes. Like, I take my highlighter yeah. and take the things that I take away from it and then just look back at them later. <laughs> but I'm like, he's very successful. He knows what he's talking about, but yeah. I don't know
2: the names. Any of the, any of
0: the names. I have so many books at home. just really? on blog. I don't know any of the names. How many
2: books do you have?
0: I don't know. Like- I, I try to read two a month.
2: Two a month. That's yeah. awesome. I
0: take one book that's going to be educational, something I can learn from, and then something that's fun, like a biography. Okay. Right? So yeah. right now, um, I'm going to read the John C. Maxwell book, and I'm also reading a biography on Slash from Guns N' Roses, because I'm a that's big rock so and roll cool. music guy, too. Yeah. So like I try to keep it fun, where it's like, okay, this one's going to be a grind, but I'm going to learn from it. This one's going to be fun. Yeah. Or hopefully I can interview Slash and talk about <laughs> some of the things that he's done, right?
2: Yeah. That's so cool. What got you into that habit of reading all the time? I've always
0: loved... So again, like... Like, to go back to when I was five, wanted to be a sportscaster, was always a writer. Like, I've been to hundreds, maybe even, like, a thousand different sporting event, concerts, anything along those lines, right? And I always documented them. I always wrote down my experience, like, in, like, a little article, you know? I don't want to call it a journal because that kind of makes me seem... (laughs) week but you know like it was basically like a journal like I'd write down everything I'd keep the ticket stub from all the events and put it in the slide I'd laminate all of them really still have it at home I haven't done it in a while but I still have that in like my under my bed in New Jersey
2: I I did that
0: for like 20 years years. so like and that's when I kind of knew like oh wow I've all this documented we're like I'd probably forget all of this right yeah like I sometimes I look through it, and I'm like, holy shit, I totally forgot that that happened, like, right It's crazy it's so how important that to write things down,
2: yeah, or even just like looking like when I was back home in Washington, I hadn't really been there in a year, and I was looking through some of the things that I left, and I was like just shocked by the things I'd remember by seeing different things, you right? know <laughs> right, yeah, it's
0: so important, like do you have like I'll use the word again journal journal you write in every day, do I, yeah.
2: I do, but it's not about experiences. It's more about like affirmations and things that I want to create in my life.
0: Yeah. But so, so freaking important for anybody listening, right? Like if anybody. you have a goal, like literally <laughs> write it down every single day. Yeah. Over just and look over at it. again. Like, don't even type it in your phone. Actually like write it like pen to paper.
2: Yes. I'm guessing you have one.
0: It's like a scroll. A
2: scroll. Yeah, it's
0: kind of like a Bible, but it doesn't have any pages. Like there's oh, yeah, no writing like- in it. It's actually really nice that's cool it's like a man journal
2: a man journal okay yeah that's really cool what do you like write about specifically
0: oh just everyday goals like whatever everyday I've, goals. honestly every day goal long term 20 30 year long goals yeah And at the same time daily things i gotta because like if i don't balance out my day i'm gonna get stressed out very quickly yeah especially trying to balance out like Starting a full time job soon with doing this at the same time, you know, gonna have to balance all of that out because that's gonna be like, a lot ninety hours a week, right? Yeah, Are you excited? But you ba- I'm totally excited. Yeah. I love challenges.
2: Me too. It's awesome. I love
0: getting knocked down and figuring out how to balance it. It's like you're never gonna learn unless you fail, right? Exactly. What was your biggest failing failure in forward. life that you uh, learned for, from? Fail- yeah, failing forward. Another John right? C
2: Maxwell book.
0: <laughs> I have that one. You have I actually that know one? the name.
2: It's a good one. <laughs>
0: Failing Forward. He came out with that one when? Like,
2: um, it's been out for a little bit.
0: For just sure. like a few years though, right? That was one of his more so. recent ones. But what's your, uh, the biggest failure that you learned from in life? Um,
2: I'd say the multi-level marketing business that I did because I did it through COVID. So, yeah. you, you know, it's kind of hard to have a face-to-face business because we have like um, a process that we take people through and we have, and it's supposed to be in person. And we did everything over Zoom. So I got um, 300 contacts of strangers last year, and I set up 100 meetings, and they were basically all over Zoom and no retention at all.
0: How did you get those leads?
2: I mean, I would still go and talk to people. Right. But, yeah, just talking to people everywhere I went, whether it was where I was working, where I was getting groceries, gas, food, literally anywhere I'd just be, like, talking to people.
0: I literally, like, same way. Like, I reach out to around, like, I think my goal originally was 200 people every week to reach out to to come on the podcast. That's so and cool. And if I get, like, 80 people, like, that's under 50%. Yeah. But, like, 80 people is a lot of people to talk to. That's right? a lot, yeah. If you're putting out, like, two, three episodes a week, too, like, that, that has me set for the next six months.
2: Yeah. Where do you find these people?
0: Uh. Instagram, because most people, at least if you're business-minded, you list your email and phone number on your Instagram. That's true. Which is probably where I found most of my people, and at the same time building relationships over the years with a few publicists, people who know certain people. Like you said, like every time I invite someone in here, it's like, oh, I know a buddy that'd like to come on, right? Yeah.
2: What do you specifically look for when you are wanting to do a podcast Absolutely
0: nothing. Absolutely nothing. I love nothing. talking to people, love learning about people. So
2: I can go pick up a homeless guy? Dude, that'd be all, literally the
0: last guest I had in here was yeah, like, it I, I'm going to do a podcast and I want to invite a homeless guy on. How fun would that be? I'm like, yeah, that would be pretty fun. Like, I don't know. He'd probably have no idea what was going on and would be set off and triggered in 60 seconds or less. But I have
2: the perfect homeless guy for you.
0: You're friends with a homeless guy?
2: Yes, I am. <laughs> His name's Kevin. At Press Coffee, he literally is there every single day. Everyone buys him food. He's very sociable. Oh, he, so he's cool. He's so cool. He used to play baseball, and then like for college, I don't know sports, <laughs> but like some good baseball team. And then he's got into drugs, and I don't know right. the rest of his That's, story.
0: Yeah. I was we'll say bring there him in. Had to be in. something.
2: We'll bring him in.
0: Right. I mean, you got to sit on the end though to make sure nothing weird happens.
2: I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You like him, though, right? You like Kevin? Yeah,
2: he's so cool. I'd always give him, like, all okay, the cool. expired pastries and everything.
0: Oh. it's <laughs> not cool.
2: They're not, like, they go bad after, like, two days. Like, they're fine.
0: Yeah, okay. No, I'll take your cool. word for it. That'd be cool. Like, I'm literally open to interviewing just about it. Like, whenever I try to, like, everyone's asking me, like, what's your show about? I'm like, uh, I don't uh, really know. I
1: know, I've been doing I, it for that's five what I years, asked But it's, like, you. not a
0: niche podcast, right? It's, yeah. like, I just interview people that I love to. Would love to talk to, right? Yeah. Whether it be like entrepreneurs, musicians, comedians, athletes, actors, actresses. It's a variety, show. It's a variety, variety show. show. But a lot of people can say that, right? You can. I can but like it I'm not in I'm not like, oh, my show is separated from all of these other shows. It's like, oh, there's a ton of variety shows out there. What makes you different? You. Thank you, you Robin. <laughs> She'd Robin it short with and the simple. compliments. <laughs> Keep it short and simple. Yeah, she compliments everyone. It's because she's it's, very nice.
2: Yeah, it's a good people mm-hmm. skill to have.
0: <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> 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 no, she she has had a ton of great experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally what you were saying before, sold owned businesses, WCW.
1: No, 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 no. Glow. Glow. Not WCW
0: pro wrestler though
1: for a short time till he fired me till they fired you yeah well i was underage when they hired me they just didn't know it for two years and then when they found out got the axe and if you watch the first episode of glow on netflix the girl they called jailbait a lot of people tend to think that's about me because they didn't <laughs> check our ids when they would hire us so that scene i had everybody going was that about you I'm like, hell i don't know i'll take it that is too
2: funny
0: No, but, like, what would you say is, like, because, again, like, you've been through so much. What would you say is your biggest failure that you've learned from, even if it's just as simple as just, like, a quote?
1: Mm, I think it's more about um, experiences because the biggest failure was when my husband died. I felt like I was cheated. I had only been with him 17 months. We were only married seven months when he died. Yeah. So then within three or four years, I met someone else, and I didn't pay attention to the red flags. So my biggest failure in life was getting into that relationship and not paying attention, ignoring all the red flags, and then breaking up a year later when things happened, but taking him back because I felt cheated out of that relationship where he died. And I wanted to stay, you know, keep that love I had for this new guy. I couldn't live without it because love got taken away from me. So I brought it back. So that was my biggest failure in life, but it taught me a lot. It's
0: a, it a great answer. It is because,
1: as you guys said, failure is where you learn everything. And that, that thing where they say failure is not an option, I say that's bullshit because you have to fail in order to learn. And you put the yeah. stepping stones underneath you, and you use them as your building blocks. You, yeah. you Failure is the best thing. And you guys are so young. You know what it's like when you get your first disappointments in life, you just kind of like let it roll off your back and keep going.
2: Exactly. Yeah. They say um, the most successful people aren't better than you, they've just failed more.
0: Yes. Like there's not one successful person that hasn't failed miserably in their life, right? Exactly. Wow. I mean, that's very, because again, like, uh, how do I say this? You have a ton of more life experience than we do, right? I'm a lot older than you, Jack.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm a lot older than you guys. But the thing of it is, is it doesn't matter how young or how old you are, because you have to remember, I'm going back to the first time I got married at 17, Oh wow. Yeah. you know, a couple months before my 18th birthday, and I had a kid as well. So I got into my life experiences a lot quicker, and you guys don't have kids, you're not married yet, so this is the time where you really get to establish who you are. I did it backwards. I did it with a kid in tow. And, you know, I went after what I wanted to do in my dreams, but I also had to make sure I had the jobs that paid the bills because I had another person that depended on me. Yeah. So this is where you guys get to set yourself up when you're young. Do everything you want to do before you settle down because this is it. This is the best part of life you have right now until you have to get married, have kids, and then change everything. And I love what she said. When her lease is up, she's probably going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, she's got the will to explore, and I like that. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's about exploring. You left Jersey, and you're here now. You don't have to deal with shoveling sunshine.
0: (sighs) No, I do not. (laughs) This time of year especially, they just had a blizzard. My mom was in town last week, and she had to leave three days early because there was a blizzard, and her work's in her home early to avoid the blizzard. Oh, wow. She was more bummed about it than I was, but
1: well, just tell her she can come stay on your couch anytime.
0: Uh, that's not true. <laughs> is that is that a part of your plan?
1: To stay on husband,
0: kids, couch? all of that stuff. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that's anyone's plan.
2: Um, it's funny. I was actually
0: all of this to... Is just to stay on someone's couch. Couch surfing. I was
2: actually planning to get married um, in twenty days.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Planning before we oh. broke up. What happened? Um, you don't mind, You don't have to share. It's we just
2: <laughs> no, you're good. We just um, you bought me a ring, then we broke up.
0: <laughs> it was that simple.
1: Um, pretty no. much. <laughs> pretty much. It's more complex. She's not going to talk about, <laughs> right. it. about it. It's emotional. It's not emotional? Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: She's going to go far in life with that.
0: <laughs> All right. You. I definitely want to hear that story, but we don't have to do it on air. So I'll wrap it up.
2: Either way, I mean, I'll tell it on air.
0: I respect you too much. (laughs) This was episode 487 of the podcast, guys. Remember to head on over to Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona, to get your membership today. Hank, hit the lights now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.